0: Hey everyone, this is Anil from Live, Breathe, Believe. Together, we self-reflect on personal and professional experiences to inspire and motivate. When I think of someone who inspires and motivates me, the first person that comes to mind is my father. My dad was born in Rajkot, Gujarat in India. I won't say the year, but he's lived through some amazing times. Since he was young, he had this uncanny ability to dream big and make it a reality. He worked hard for it, And when luck came his way, he was always ready. As he would say to me, he just made things happen. He would probably agree that not all of his dreams came true, but he focused on the ones that mattered. One of those dreams was that both my sister and I would study in India and learn our customs and traditions firsthand. His dream would come to make and shape me into the man I am today. And for that, I'm incredibly grateful. And it's that story that I would like to share with you today. In 1984, my sister departed to Rajkot and spent two years with my uncle, aunt, and cousins, and she absolutely loved it. So, when it was my turn, in 1989, another one of my father's childhood dreams was about to come true as well. And, let's just say, that dream was going to become a nightmare for me. Let me tell you about that second dream. There is a school called Rajkumar College, which means of princely rank. It's a day in boarding school for boys, um, and it's got an absolute rich heritage and history. And it's located in the heart of my dad's home city of Rajkot. When my dad was young, uh, his father did not have the resources for him to attend that school. But he would watch over the walls of this lavish campus as students from, you know, well-respected families from all over India, and even other parts of the world, would actually come and study and they'd be participating in sports and assembly, and they'd be in their crisp uniforms. So he would tell himself that one day, his son would attend this school. Despite my mother's protests, my father would not relent. And I can just imagine that it was not an easy decision for him either, but his dream was his dream. As I share this, um, I'm looking at a photo that was taken with my parents uh, and my sister before she and I boarded our flight for India. At 13, my sister was a seasoned traveler and an absolute trooper. She actually managed to look after me as I cried the whole journey, from Denver to Chicago, to Frankfurt, to Dubai, to Mumbai, and finally to Rajkot. This is no easy task, but she did it. And for that, well, for many reasons, I love her. Upon arriving, my uncle and aunt and my cousins, they they greeted me as their son and brother. They showered me with love and support. But I have to be honest, I I still missed my parents. I was broken. I tried everything. Even while playing uh, a one-legged hopping game with our housekeeper, I managed to slip and fall and hit my head on the floor. And I pretended that I had amnesia, uh, that I couldn't remember my father's name. Until my uncle said, I am your father, and I said, no, I want Ki Ramjiani. They clearly knew I was faking it, even though my sister protested and kept saying that he's faking it. Anyways, it didn't work. I was still there. How does a kid live without his security blanket of his parents in this unknown country? Well, I had to, and my sister left shortly after the end of her summer break, and I had to remain. I started school and I was already a month late because schools in India start in around June July and I arrived in late July early August. I had to take an entrance exam and somehow I managed to skip fourth grade and I entered fifth grade. For a moment I felt special, but that moment was short lived as the first of three challenges that I would encounter would slowly begin. And this first challenge was seeking validation. I had school six days a week, and my alarm would go off at 5.15 a.m. And I had to be on campus for P.E. at 6.30 a.m., followed by classes, lunch, study or or downtime, sports, assembly, and finally I would get home at 7 o'clock. This is a daily activity that I cannot tell you, I don't even remember, like, studying at night, going to bed, and waking up. It just felt like a a groundhog day. Now, I thought I would get along with the kids, but uh, unfortunately, I didn't. You know, in the U.S., I felt that uh, I was an Indian in America. But when I went to India, I was clearly seen as an American in India. And they were absolutely relentless with their their insults. I mean, we're talking about calling me something like American donkey to other phrases that rather not say here. One example of how strict India could be in this school was, was when it came to my haircut. You basically had to have a side parting, and if they tried to clasp um, your hair in their hand, if they got a full head of hair, it meant you needed a haircut. And I protested. I had a middle parting. I didn't like to use coconut oil. Let's just say they made me run laps around the building until I relented. They sat me down with a barber, they cut my hair, They gave me a side parting, and they put coconut oil in. It, It sounds simple, but this is something that I just didn't feel was right. I was also even bullied by bigger kids. I remember being punched in the stomach by a guy just for being an American. I thought I could turn to teachers and get support from them, but they had their favorites. I struggled. I just wanted to fit in. I was mentally and physically broken. Now, When I was at home with my family, I still struggled. I missed my American comforts, my Nintendo Entertainment System, and my cable television. And let's just say my mischievous behavior continued. Although, thanks to my cousin, that was short-lived. She had her way of disciplining me in a good and a bad way. This led to my second challenge, comparison. I kept being told, hey, you need to behave. Be more studious like your sister. Study like your sister. Why can't you be more calm like your sister? I mean, let's just be honest. My sister was a great example of a scholar and a well-behaved child when she was living in India. I would also be compared to other kids from other families. You know, I would be told, hey, look how calm and quiet they are. You know, look how well-prepared they are for their exams. Look how they play sports. You know, why aren't you able to do that? And I used to ask myself, but why? What, what about me? What did I do well? I know that these comparisons and examples have the best of intentions, but did it really serve the purpose that was meant to? This just, in fact, just ate away at my confidence in my identity. Am I doing things because I want to, or because others do it, and I want it to be more accepted? It, it tore at me. I, I did feel at times emotionally broken. And that's when we came to the third challenge. I was expected, like all other kids, to achieve. Grades were everything and nothing ever felt good enough. Kids would actually start studying four weeks before the exam started. Essays, algebra, diagrams. I mean, wait, here we go. I'm, I'm, I'm from America. I was in third grade. Where's the spelling challenge? Where's the arithmetic? The true and false, the the fill-in-the-blanks, the multiple choices. But hey, I had no choice. I had to study out of textbooks and digest. I had to study and take those exams. And when I took the exams and I wrote those essays at the age of nine, I felt that nothing was ever good enough. The kids around me were just too advanced. I felt alone studying two new languages, Hindi and Gujarati, new levels of maths, textbooks that were massive, and I was all by myself. When I was studying in my bedroom, I would cry. I hated every minute of it. My confidence was broken. At the end of the first year, I was excited. I was done, and I was finally heading home. But little did I know that I would be returning after a brief summer holiday. Now I thought, okay, it would be one more year and I was enrolled into another school because my family realized that Rajkumar was not right for me. The next school I went to had more normal school hours, but it was still six days a week. For that year, I pushed through and I thought again, I'd be done. But at the end of that second year, my father visited me in India and due to family challenges and issues at home, he asked me to stay one more year. So a total of three years. At this point, I was blessed. I was taken in by my family in India and raised in a way that I don't think my parents could have done for me at the same time. They exercised extreme patience and resolve in the best way they could. Today, as I mentioned, I'm absolutely grateful for the time and experience I had in India, both with my family, the schooling, my friends, all of it. It did take me eight years after I returned to the US to acclimate to being back in the US culture. The music I listened to. Instead of listening to hip-hop, I was listening to Bollywood. The way I dressed. Some pretty heavily printed shirts I picked up from India, as opposed to some of the basic clothes you'd wear in Colorado. So trust me, neither the time in India nor the time after was easy for me. I doubt any parent would send their child away but that experience filled me with the resilience and independence and appetite to travel. I've had to learn to overcome various inner saboteurs, even those I mentioned to you earlier, validation, comparing myself to others, and having this sense that I need to overachieve in order to be accepted. This continues to be ongoing work for me. I've learned to incorporate feedback, Acknowledge and learn from the strengths of others, and believe that I can achieve anything that I put my heart and mind towards, and that it's okay to fail, make mistakes, and move on. I'm happy to say that I made my father proud, fulfilling two of his many dreams for himself and my own. Sadly, as I share this with you, my father and I have not spoken for two years for reasons that I can't really talk about here but I know that both he and my experiences in India have made me the man I am today. A proud brother, son, American and Indian. A beneficiary of multiple cultures. And now, as a global citizen, I'm continuing to add to that culture bank daily. My father taught me many things, as did my time in India. I'm now someone who dreams big, And wants to make those dreams a reality. Thanks dad. And thank you all for listening. I look forward to chatting with you next time. Until then. Big hugs. And take care.